today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about the future in this segment, specifically about the way we view the future. Now, this has been a tumultuous couple of years because of COVID uh, and the things that have gone on to us. And, and I think a lot of us have been exposed to the sorts of technology that we thought we'd never have to, uh, to master, but we've done that. And I think it's changed their attitudes about the future and what could be happening. Well, our good friends at KPMG have done a survey. It's called the 20 Predictions for the Next 20 Years. And it outlines exactly, I think, where we're thinking and just what we think is going to happen, not just to us, but to the world around us, too. It's a fascinating survey with some very insightful, I think, results in this. And joining us to talk about this is Armagan Ahmad, who is the president and managing partner of digital with KPMG. Uh, Amagan, pleasure, uh, pleasure to have you on the program today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I was intrigued by this. The, the more I read about this, the more I thought, yeah, this is, because I, I guess of nothing over the last 18, 19 months, a lot of us have had a lot more time to think because we're a lot of us working from home and you wonder what's going to happen to us in the future. And you, you kind of play what if here. And uh, you asked some pretty probing questions in the survey, didn't you? Yeah, we did, because, you know, we're uh, sort of feeling like that uh, uh, people have now uh, gotten used to using technology, right? I mean, think about just the pandemic, uh, all the data that's been collected, and uh, we've all started using these services where data is informing us on where we go, like Google Maps, or how our opinions are formed uh, on Facebook, or Meta, or who we love, or who we have relationships Mm -hmm. with, with Tinder, or Netflix uh, that we're watching or ordering our groceries online with Amazon. So, you know, we thought it would be important now that people have started to use technology every everyday lives, that they should start thinking about the future and how we should be, you know, building towards that future. Well, it, it, I guess what this has done is, as you mentioned, back from one of the segments here, 83% of us uh, uh, said the need to be quicker to shift investment to digital opportunities and, and divest businesses uh, that face digital obsolescence. In other words, we're, I think we've developed a comfort level with digital now, haven't we? Almost maybe even a dependency on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing where uh, rather than resisting technology, adopting technology is super helpful. Uh, I still believe, and at KPMG, we believe that uh, technology is only the enabler. It's the humans who are the transformers. Uh, so we really need to you know, harness the power of this technology that's moving at this uh, at an exponential rate. Um, you know, not just the virus that moved at the exponential curve, but when you look at the technology that's moving at the exponential rate, would certainly help us move from this traditional scarcity model, um, which is the older model, to now much more of an abundance model where everyone gets to, you know, uh, play an active role. We have, uh, in the Hamilton area anyway, we have a thing called the Lions Lair, which is done with the Innovation Factory in conjunction with Maxley University. Basically, it's to encourage innovation and new ideas and entrepreneurship and things of this nature. And KPMG, by the way, is one of the people that have sponsored it from day one over the last 13 years. Uh, and, and innovation was really part of the economic drive, of, I guess, uh, not just in this area and or Ontario, for that matter, but right across the country for the longest time. I think it was a, a catalyst in, in the economic boom that we were seeing. Uh, and the survey here indicates that we're still bullish about this and we're still feeling pretty entrepreneurial, aren't we? Well, totally. Uh, listen, McMaster is a, a long-standing relationship with KPMG and we continue to sponsor uh, their innovation in the Hamilton area across and around around the country and around the world. But interesting fact, by the way, is in Canada, uh, 12% of our GDP is now innovation economy related and it's growing at 3 to 6x faster so three to six times faster than other parts of our traditional economy and uh, globally world economic forum is now uh, forecasting that the innovation economy globally will hit 50 percent by 2025 
So innovation economy is how financial services becoming fintech, healthcare is now health tech, retail is retail tech, or even real estate is prop tech, right? So as things are moving uh, in this direction, uh, every industry is getting disrupted. And, you know, uh, all the consumers, uh, when my 80-year-old parents can start using Instacart and Amazon, uh, let's just say everybody can start using <laughs> using this solution. Well, yeah, two years ago, you're absolutely right. Two years ago, I know a lot of people have said, I'm never going to order online. What a silly thing to do. And now it's 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 the norm for an awful lot of people, and you know we're hoping that they still go into the bricks and mortar stores too. But it's it's become part of our lives. But that sort of thing doesn't really prosper, though, does it? Unless we are feeling positive and bullish about the future. And, and I think uh, one of the questions you ask in the survey indicates that seventy eight percent of Canadians say that anything is possible. Uh, it's almost we're at the stage now where we're thinking if we can think it, we can do it, and because there's evidence that that we've done that in the past. That's right, and. Uh... In terms of innovation and how we're adopting a lot of these technologies you just mentioned. So, 20 years from now, you know, our lives would have experienced an exponential change, right? Genomics will help uh, humans live longer, right? Will we be vacationing on Mars uh, in 20 years' time? Will AI win the Oscar, uh, you know, in in 20 years' time? And will financial services will become invisible in our day-to-day lifestyles? Now, some of these are predictions that we put out, put out, put out there. But if you start to step back and start thinking about, you know, you're wearing an Apple Watch now or a Fitbit, and it's telling you to go exercise or you know, make sure that your cardiovascular health is good. And you're willing to share a lot of that data with Apple or Fitbit. And over time, if someone's offering you to now, you know, put in uh, some of these RFID chips into your hand so that you never have to take a Presto card out to to scan uh, to get on a subway or a train, that's already happening in Sweden for the last 10, 10 years, right? So, so I think these things are changing um, at an exponential rate and technology is acting like a booster rocket that's transforming our economy. And our mindset, too. And you touched on, on the med tech, which is so intriguing about this, uh, because we're seeing things now that we never thought possible. And certainly, I guess, you know, the last generation uh, couldn't even dream about. But, you know, I, I know one of the questions talks about, uh, could you change your DNA or would you consider changing your DNA, uh, which is a real discussion we can have right now, you know, with the developments that are going on. Uh, you know, could, a, could a, an alteration of DNA uh, prevent cancer and dementia and, and other things like this? And I think, a lot of people now are saying, yeah, that could happen. And yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Uh, things that previously we just would never even consider right now uh, about changing DNA or something like that. I mean, that was a, that was a, a science fiction uh, topic 20 years ago. Now it's, it's a, for many people, it's, it's close to being a reality. Totally. Uh, you know, I think rapid investments in technology, uh, the Moore's law was the technology is going to double in power and, uh, and then it's going to be cut in half. It's now over because it's not doubling in power anymore. Like the quantum computing that just came out, uh, interestingly, I was just reading that this morning where the quantum computing solution that Google just announced, um, uh, it's, they're calling it, uh, they've achieved quantum supremacy. And by the way, a lot of Canadian startups are leading on quantum research. But here's the fact for you. The fastest supercomputer in the world right now would take 10,000 years to solve our most complex mathematical problem. That quantum computing device will take two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> so, so when you Incredible. think about that for a second, uh, you think about uh, you know, technology, as you said, it's not science fiction anymore. It's becoming a lot more uh, closer to reality. And businesses, government, regulators, hospitals, and schools need to make fundamental changes to adapt to this uh, rapidly changing world. And there are some concerns. And, and there are some people that say, whoa, just a second, if we thought this out, 
and and the question that, that jumped out at me about that is, uh, you know, are we worried about uh, uh, artificial intelligence maybe uh, you know taking over and 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 taking over how we, we rule our lives? And anybody that watched two thousand one A Space Odyssey and saw the HAL computer <laughs> said, "Hey, wait a second, I don't want that going." Uh, and about half of us are still very concerned about that and very skeptical that maybe we can just go too far down this road without thinking of the consequences. Uh, I know that this is the topic of a lot of movies they make these days about the AI actually taking things over. And, and we're aware that that's a concern, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, totally uh, aware of that. And I think that's where privacy and cybersecurity plays a very, very important role, where we have to make sure that we are uh, regulating some of these technologies in the right way. But at the same time, you know, when we are willing to share our Netflix data, where you, you and I, let's say, watch Netflix or Amazon Prime. Um, uh, of course, you're probably watching CBC and Sportsnet first before you watch Netflix, but it's giving you, uh, you know, ideas what to watch next. And, uh, and your data is being shared for the benefit of you, right? So you're willing to share that data for the benefit. But when the data is not benefiting you, that's when you should opt out. And that's where I think technology is moving towards. And I'm very optimistic. I think the same um, uh, you know, kind of concerns were there when electricity first came out after steam engine. <laughs> I wasn't alive, but I've read about it where a lot of people were like, wow, these jobs are going to go away. But then the jobs pivoted and uh, humans have the ability to find new jobs in New York or Toronto and you know, the lift operators back in the 1940s and 50s, uh, they were out of jobs when the new elevators came out. And, you know, they were able to very quickly pivot. So I think the same thing is happening, but it's just moving so fast that a lot of us uh, are still in this traditional protection and scarcity model, uh, model which is capitalism driven, uh, to now moving to much more of an abundance model where let AI or let technology do a lot of the repetitive function, the mundane function of our jobs so that we can spend a lot more time uh, on our creative quotient and our, uh, you know, purpose uh, that that we as humans and citizens really want to go in and accomplish. You know what I find intriguing about this though is is the bullish attitude that's I, I think reflected in in the survey results that you've got here. It really seems to run a run contrary to a, I, I think a basic human feeling a lot of us have is we're resistant to change. We're uncomfortable with change. You know, we we all have a comfort level and and. Basically, what technology has done is it really has pushed us out of that comfort level. Some of us embrace that. Some of us are still a little apprehensive about that. But uh, it's it's amazing to see that all of a sudden we feel like, yeah, okay, I, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have thought about that. Uh, now, it's, it seems like a pretty good idea. You know, you asked, hey, would you board a rocket to the moon, uh, you know, 10 years ago? What a silly <laughs> thing to ask. Well, you know, ask Jeff Bezos about that or Elon Musk. I mean, it's it's a reality. And let's face it, it's, it's, it's space tourism right now. That, that's a reality. It is. And just like, you know, uh, 10 years ago when uh, Elon Musk came up with the Tesla Roadster and it cost 250 grand and everyone said, well, who needs another sports car out there? Uh, and his view was that, hey, you know, someone needs to develop the first sports car that's uh, uh, that is, uh, you know, all electric and it was on all batteries. It wasn't great, but he was able to then commoditize it. And now a Model 3 uh, Tesla costs like 40 grand in the U.S. So the point is, it's coming down. And just like that, uh, space tourism, yes, it's very expensive. It's only billionaires going up there, as you mentioned, with Bezos and Musk and, um, you know, Richard Branson. But it, it will get commoditized very fast because of this whole example I just gave you about quantum computing. So, but also technology is helping us um, with our health, with our weight. Like I, I, I wear an Apple watch. I look at my health. I look at my weight by, you know, asking us um, if we really want that second slice of, uh, of pie or pizza or that beer, right? And and reminding us that you know that kale salad uh, has been in the bottom drawer of that <laughs> fridge for too long. 
<laughs> so, so I think those, those solutions are coming up and they are helping us and people are seeing it. I think during the pandemic, it all got accelerated. Uh, the nice thing about this too, though, is that we, I think we're focused on, on what needs to be done too. One of the questions uh, that I think is, is very uh, relevant to that is, uh, you know, Canadians need to invest much more in technologies uh, that address things like climate change. Uh, nationally, the number is 84%. So we're aware that, that we also have responsibilities as we go skyrocketing into the future here. Yeah, totally. And I think the, the, that was very, very clear in our uh, survey results that we uh, looked at in these 20 predictions that, you know, there's a lot of hope out there to say, let's use the technology. Let's make sure that we have privacy and cybersecurity thinking in it. Canadians are thinking about that. And then to your point, the ESG aspect, right, the environmental, the social and the governance aspect of ensuring that we uh, we are leaving a planet uh, that is going to be existing 30 years from now, right? So all Canadians want a healthy planet to leave behind. Uh, you want a healthy life on this planet where we can all live to 100. Uh, I think in our survey, pretty much everyone said, yes, we want to live to 100 and a healthy life. And then everyone wants some sort of a purposeful and a creative life where it's not about just traditional mundane work of getting stuck on the 401 or the QAW, but uh, to actually serve their purpose and at the same time uh, align work to their purpose. I, I, I want people to read this. I, I guess we're just kind of cherry picking here because we don't have a whole lot of time. Uh, but where can they go? Is there a web page they can go to get the results of this? Yeah, totally. Just go to kpmg.ca. Um, and uh, it's right there, 20 predictions over 20 years. And you're able to see so much of uh, of what we're predicting the tw- next 20 years are going to look like and what Canadians are feeling like uh, where their hopeful is. And hopefully you and I will be uh, uh, sharing a beer sitting on Mars uh, 20 years from now. Or that kale salad you were just talking about, too. Or, well, or sure. Well, the we'll the best before salad. dates won't mean anything by then, so we're, we're going to be fine. So, <laughs> Arvagan, <laughs> thanks good. so much for this. And thanks for the great work that you guys are doing at KPMG uh, to promote an awful lot of these uh, great innovations and uh, reporting on it. And uh, give us like, a little, uh, I think, uh, snapshot as to where we are right now. Appreciate the time today. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Take care. Arvagan Ahmad, who is the president and managing partner of Digital for KPMG. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.